Nuno and João are partners from The Walking Mentorship, and they bring the inside look in the life of the people they walk with. The podcast Keep Walking With Me searches for potential solutions towards the best version of ourselves. Every month, we walk together with a guest. There is a disclaimer that needs to be shared. After listening to this program, you might feel the urge to step outside and go for a long walk. But don't worry, that is absolutely normal. Welcome to the podcast, Keep Walking With Me. Today, we have another very special guest. So without further ado, let's start and ask, in a nutshell, who is Bart Foster? Good morning. Good afternoon, Bart Foster. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Boulder, Colorado. I run a firm called Business Outside, and we're working to bring the humanity back into the workplace. And I'm excited to talk with you because I think a lot of what we do is complementary to the work that you do. Well, thank you, Bart. <laughs> really short and to the point. Um, you you are obviously an entrepreneur and uh, and a business leader, and in that uh, and somehow I feel you you already connected to what I'm going to ask you. But what do you feel is the the greatest challenge we are living in the world today, uh, looking at the the business and the world at a, at large? Yeah, I think in many respects we've lost some of the humanity, and with AI and some of the technology and this always on, always connected environment, we often don't take the time to engage with people at a human level and really get to the feeling and the emotion. And I think a lot of that's lost. And because of that, uh, I think it opens up an opportunity for us. And what I found is is getting outside in nature uh, is is almost a it kind of supercharges and it, it what I, I like to say is motion creates emotion. And if we can get to the feeling and the emotion and we can get to know each other at a real human level, that's where we're going to be happier, healthier, more productive. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, which actually makes me wonder um, because you have been working with so many different you know, people with different backgrounds and even different life experience. If you think there is kind of um, some kind of a common thread uh, that you maybe you identify that it's similar to all these different type of humans that you've you know come across, is there something that connects all of these dots? I think all humans want the same thing. I think they want to feel um, part of something bigger. They want to feel love. They want to feel supported. Um, they want to feel heard. And it doesn't matter your job or your function or where you live or your ethnicity or your gender. I think people want the same thing. And often, you know, the way I grew up, it was there was a personal you and a business you, and you leave the personal you at home. And I don't think that's true. I think there's one you. And I think the more authentic we can be and bring our full self to work, because we're not colleagues and coworkers, right? We're mothers and fathers and caregivers and we're humans. Like, so I, I like to say we're not human resources. We're actually humans. Yeah, actually, that's uh, interesting. You're saying that um, because we notice uh, in some of our uh, corporate programs, the effort that some 
companies actually are doing uh, by replacing the word human resources by other words, which uh, always make me think how how much of that is actually uh, cosmetic. So it's a different word. And how much of that actually is an real, uh, honest, real attempt to incorporate uh, this human dimension into organizations? Yeah, indeed. You can often tell by the questions that they ask. And if you ask better questions, you get better answers. If you really want to know how people feel and you really ask, you know, that's anyway. There's a lot of companies that don't do it, don't do it right. But how how do you think we can approach? Uh, what do you feel is the best approach to bring companies to actually ask the right right questions, as you mentioned? Uh, how can we help them? I think it starts by leading from example. One of the reasons I work with CEOs and business owners are because. If we can infect them and, and we can get the CEOs and the top of the organization to realize the power of authenticity and the power of vulnerability, they could push it down to their organization. And I think leading by example is a excellent way to do that. So I do that with our retreats and I know you do it on your walks. So that's, that's a way that I found that we can do it. No better way than to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a whole list of questions and I can I can send you a link and you can put them in the show notes. But we we put them into three different categories. So uh, level one questions are, you know, they're they're a little bit beyond the superficial, but they're pretty much you could have them with anybody. Level two gets a little bit deeper. And then level three, you kind of reserve those for when you really, really know someone well and you've you've built up this trust. And if you kind of get through some of those questions. Uh, it's it's super helpful. Yeah, definitely, we we can many times see that um, as you start work working with someone, you start walking with someone. Uh, in the beginning, uh, many times the conversation doesn't go that deep, but uh, after a few, well, sometimes even just a few minutes in nature, things start going uh, flowing much deeper and really connecting to. To our inner self. Um, so going into that perspective, can I ask you kind of a personal question, uh, which is what are you most grateful for in life? Mm, that's a good one. I would say my health comes to mind. Very grateful for my health. Uh, grateful for my family specifically my wife, I, I find, I think to really achieve success, uh, marry the right person. And, uh, I feel like I've done that and it's, uh, it's really, really special. So I think those are two things that come to mind. Uh, and I think the ability to live a more intentional life that's happening by me instead of to me, I'm, I'm very grateful that I'm able to be in that position to do that. Definitely. Um, well, I think going with that really inspirational thought, maybe it's time for uh, first music would you, that you would like to share with us. What would be your choice now? And maybe you want to tell us why you chose this music. So the first song is 
called Follow the Sun, and it's by Xavier Rudd. And I often will play it early in the morning, often when the sun is coming up, uh, I'll do some breath work in the morning. It's essentially uh, a form of meditation. And I try to time it so the sun's coming up. And the words in the song, I think, uh, are really special. It, it talks about a brand new day, a brand new moon, a brand new sun. And my mom would always often tell me when I was growing up, you know, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And I used to like roll my eyes and just say, mom, that's stupid. And now when I see the sunrise, I think about that. And I think about how every day is new. And it's same thing with the sunset. And if you're having a bad day, you can just realize like, you know what? The, the world's going to keep moving. So follow the sun by Xavier Rudd. Let's follow the sun then. Into the strange 
water's edge Remember your place Many moons have risen and fallen long Long before you came So which way is the wind blowing And what does your heart say It's a good song to remind us probably every day that uh, it's the first day. <laughs> um, let me shift a little bit into something that I know it's very dear to you because you have published uh, recently a book named Business Outside. And I'm just wondering, uh, what was the role of writing a book uh, in your path forward? So I kept... You know, one of the things I do is I'll take people on hikes and uh, behind my house and they, they want to meet for coffee or lunch. I say, I don't do coffee or lunch. Just meet at the trailhead. Let's, let's go for a walk. And I would tell these stories and it would come out, you know, about my journey and my path and how I got to Boulder and how I created this intentional life and how I discovered my personal values or my zone of genius and how I was living a healthy life full of adventure and curiosity and lifelong learning and Time and time again, people would say, you got to write that down, like write a book, write this story and do a podcast. And I, I just kept, you know, yeah, whatever. Okay. And then eventually it was so great. It was like, yeah, you're probably right. And I just started journaling a little bit. And um, so I, I didn't really intend to write a book, but then because of the stories I was telling, people said, you know, it's really inspiring and I'd love to share that. So that's why I did it. Wow. Uh, thank you <laughs> it's a, a big adventure to write a book um i would say <laughs> um well you, you seem to have really a lot of energy and um <laughs> you you from what we know from you you always have this kind of uh, glowing energy where how do you recharge hmm sleep is, is good <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, sleep is is underrated sometimes. I um I get outside. I do. I watch the sun and um fresh air really helps me uh kind of clear my head. Uh but I just came off an event last week. I had 50 CEOs in town in Boulder and uh it was intense. I mean, they're 14-15 hour days and you, you know, holding space for that many people and reading the room and trying to understand the feelings and the emotions and, and holding that container is exhausting. And it's not just the physical energy, it's really the emotional and mental energy. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, I just come home and crash and have to recharge. It took me a couple of days to, to, to do that. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because 
usually when we return home and actually we just did a couple of weeks ago as well uh from in this case from spain um uh, me personally i always love to have what i call a transition day and this is a day where i usually spoil myself with uh, chocolate tea and a good book and that's it i uh or, and actually i like to watch um videos from the program and pictures and basically try to uh as well recharge but i agree with you sleep sometimes it's quite um underrated um by the way bart tell us about something that gives you hope something that gives me hope especially that... in, in, in these days <laughs> that we are living around the world there's a little bit of you know darkness and shadow above our heads I think every time that I'm with these groups and we get people to step outside their comfort zone and get in and have real conversations, it amazes me every time in their willingness to go a little bit deeper and show emotion and show feeling and be authentic. And there's, there's genuine love. You know, I used to be, um, I used to be embarrassed that one of our APIs, so our key performance indicators for an event, we would kind of secretly talk about how it's it's actually like salinity, like like tears, like <laughs> do people show emotion, do they cry? <laughs> and it wasn't meant, it's not meant to be like, uh, we're trying to make people cry, but what it does is it's showing that you're actually getting to things that matter, that the feeling, the emotion, and for males, particularly in the U.S. and and in corporate jobs, like that's not that wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Yet the higher up we get, there's just not a lot of people to talk to about certain things. Yeah. And when you get, can get to the feeling and the emotion, you know you're striking a chord, and and that gives me hope that in a in a group of strangers, fifty people that don't know each other, and and you can quickly in an afternoon, you know do that and, and get to the feeling and the emotion and help people realize and break down the walls and take off those masks and realize that we're actually all just humans that gives me hope yeah yes. connecting to humanity definitely yes yeah. which and i'll tell you you know with with ai right and there's so much talk of ai and it's going to change the world it really will yeah. but what's happening now is in, in three to four years or maybe sooner, like everyone in the room is going to be the smartest person in the room because everything can, you just look it up. It's all your fingertips, the whole thing. What's going to set people apart is can you connect emotionally? Can you connect at the heart? Can you actually connect at a human level? So that gives me hope. Yeah. Something to be hopeful for. Um, well, maybe uh, we will ask you for a second song. Um, Let's see. So the second song I shared with you was called Life is Better with You. And it's Michael Franti. And something I, to have you seen that? Have you heard, have yes. you heard it? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I hadn't heard it before. And it was... Uh, three years ago, and I was leading the strategic planning meeting for the Aspen Institute. It was the Henry Crown Fellowship. So a really high powered group. I was, I felt so fortunate. And there were maybe 12 or 15 people in the room. 
And on the last day, one of the participants said, hey, I, I've got a song. Would you would you mind if I play this song? And he sent it to me and I played it. And the next thing I know, the room, they're dancing and they're dancing around the room and they're singing. And they said, play it again, play it again. And I played it again. And they're so joyful and they're dancing up and down and they're like, arm in arm and they're they're going around as life is better with you and i'll always remember that moment and now i when i hear that song i think about that moment but i also just think about who in my life am i better with than without that is definitely worth thinking about so let's listen Every day is not Valentine's, but you make it feel like most of the time When I'm all alone with you Picking up pieces of my life, sometimes there's ones I just can't find But they found a home with you Whoa, I'm not afraid to be alone But being alone is better with you Life is better with you Whoa, whoa, life is better with you. Whoa, whoa, life is better with you. And when I think about the things that we've been through, I know just one thing is true. Life is better with you. Some days are better than other days. But these days, life is better with you. Some days are better than other days. But these days, life is better with you. All that you need with my heart and my hands saying please, baby, please Because nobody does that thing you do better than you And thoughts do swim around in my head For all the words that we ever said My favorites remain, I love you Whoa, I'm not afraid to be alone Being alone is better with you Life is better with you
thank you so much. It's really inspiring song in all possible uh, senses. Um, and uh, maybe I will ask you, where do you get your inspiration from? Because uh, as you were, were mentioning, um, working with people and, and facilitating uh, this development process really require a lot from you. Um, you really need to be there, but many times you need also to get inspired like this song. So can you share with us how, how you get inspiration? I think for me, I feel this immense joy when I see people like kind of this light bulb goes off and this switch and they're like, ah, and having that aha moment where they realize that they can live life a different way. And that gives me energy and it gives me um, fuel to keep going and keep inspiring other people. And it's that validation that it's almost like a drug and it's just, I just want more and more. So that continues to inspire me every day, uh, which is just to help people have that aha moment and make a life shift and put them in a, put them on a new path. Indeed. That's a, that's a very good inspiration, which um, actually leads me to ask you if you have, uh, if you have a favorite route for hiking, I mean, you walk a lot. I know it's an unfair question, but. <laughs> well, Mount Sinitas is right behind my house. So literally I can walk out my door and be at the trailhead in about six minutes. And it's, um, it's probably a mile and a half, but it's almost straight uphill. And we go up, the, it's called the goat trail uh, for obvious reasons. It's, it's almost like, yeah, you go up a goat trail and you get to the top. And, uh, you know, this morning I did it at sunrise and I often see a lot of the similar people. There's a great community. And then there's several ways down. And uh, depending on how much time I have and who I'm with, there's a few different ways down. And um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a privilege having that right behind your house. Uh, that's that's lucky. Yeah. Indeed. Well, yeah, and I found out later that Sinitas, Sinitas, uh, it means health in Latin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's curious. Yeah. <laughs> when you experience those moments, you you were mentioning that there's a community in in that um, probably walking that trail. Some people also doing that. Um, is there a special kind of well, you, you mentioned it's a community. So uh, how come it's a community and how how um, can you share a little bit how that re relationship works? I think it's, it's like anything where when you have like-minded people that appreciate some of the same things, you start to build community. And in this aspect, you know, I'll try to learn people's names on the trail and, and often people are by themselves or they're with someone else. And, but everyone's very, uh, I would say happy and inspiring. And, uh, you know, people that get up early before the sunrise, you know, we're a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> and, but I find that, uh, People that like that type of thing, they like each other. 
And I always say good people know good people. And uh, it's nice to meet good people on the trail. Yeah, the good side of the force. Um, it's funny, I'm reading, I'm rereading a book um, called uh, Philosophy for Polar Explorers by Erling Kage. I don't know if you've read it. Um, it's well, it's a very small book, but I find it very inspiring. <clears throat> and he says exactly that, that um, I mean, it's not about specifically being a polar explorer, but uh, that if you want to achieve things in your life, probably starting early is one of the best things you can do because really the start the day gets um, starts better and then you can get really much more done if you start early. And it's um, it's my experience in my life that if whenever I don't do that for some reason, um, the day is always worse. So it's definitely worth joining the group of the early risers and uh, uh, really get the day going. And uh, if you do it in nature, really it has immense power. Yeah. Um, Indeed. <laughs> I, I, I vouch for that. Uh, I, I think I don't need an alarm uh, probably for the last 30 years of my life. I wake up always at the same time, <laughs> around 5, 5.30. And uh, I can definitely, uh, I can't agree more actually. When you start, um, you, your day expands and then you can actually achieve so much more, which actually leads me to one question. Um, Bart, what is your number one goal in life? If you have to, you know, pick one, I'm sure you have more, but the number one. I think to be happy and healthy and productive, I think to live life according to my personal values and inspire, you know, millions of people um, to do the same. Well, I, I would uh, somehow like to connect a little bit uh, to what you were mentioning before about the community that really struck a chord on me because I, well, when we do the Caminos and when we do, when we meet uh, other people walking, even um, if you just cross them once, uh, it's somehow, there is somehow a connection. And uh, uh, I would say that uh, you don't even need to talk because somehow you feel there is a, um, a common agreement on a few fundamental things. And one of the things I notice is that usually um, these people are very careful and mindful of the environment where they walk. So they will actually be respectful and careful to leave uh, everything, well, as good as it was, or if possible, even a little bit better. And um, somehow I feel that this connection to nature and this uh, availability, um, it's a connection to nature, what we tend to think as humans as nature outside, but somehow aren't we just connecting to our own nature inside, to our own selves? What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, humans have been on earth like what, a couple million years and for, the uh for one million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand seven hundred years we were outside I mean it's only in the last 300 that we've had this migration indoors and you know really since the industrial revolution we've got these mm -hmm. offices and cubes and our bodies weren't meant for that 
right? We were meant to be outside. And I think nature is a way of when, when I'm outside in nature, I just feel more alive and more productive and healthier and happier. And so I, I think there's some, there's a tie there where it's going back to our roots and how we evolved as, as humans. And I think if you've, if you haven't read Michael Easter's book, the comfort crisis, you know, that's a good one. It talks about, he talks about how we go from our comfy bed to our air conditioned car to our, you know, office and everything's mm -hmm. comfortable and everything, all the technology and everything is designed just to make us really comfortable, but that's not always good. Then we have to get outside of our comfort zone to grow and actually feel adversity. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends, Colin O'Brady, he, you talked about the Arctic Explorer. He was the first to solo Antarctica, unassisted, unaided Colin O'Brady. And uh, he's done a lot of really amazing things and one of the things he talks about is zero and tens and he said you've got to go through the zeros and the adversity and the really the hard struggle mm -hmm. to have the tens the highest of highs mm -hmm. yet if we if we bounce through life and we're just kind of fives and sixes you can never experience the tens mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And the, i think the the zeros can be different for different people but uh if we don't test ourselves, we if we don't try to check our limits, then we will probably be just kind of uh, not not getting very very close to the tens even. So um, uh, obviously not not everyone will go to the South Pole or whatever, but uh, you can definitely challenge yourself and put yourself in a position of discomfort. Um, actually, uh, let me challenge you a little bit on that part because um how do you think or maybe how do you hope that uh people that have been walking and working with you will describe you uh inspiring and full of energy and optimistic intentional authentic and vulnerable all right well well, that that definitely it's the the good the good lead for for you to share with us your third music. <laughs> I picked the Jimmy Buffett song. I like several of his songs, and as you know, or a lot of your readers probably know that he passed away recently. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, growing up in Florida, was you know music that we would listen to when you're on a boat or your feet are in the sand. And, uh, you know, I picked the pirate looks at 40 and, uh, yeah, the lyrics, I think speak for itself, but that's a song that, you know, brings me back. Mother, mother ocean, I've heard you call, wanted to sail upon your waters since I was three feet tall, you've seen it all, you've seen it all, watch the man who rode you, 
liquid from sails to steam And in your belly you hold the treasures you have ever seen Most of them dream Most of them dream Yes, I am a pirate Two hundred years too late The cannons don't thunder There's nothing to plunder I'm an over forty victim of fate Arriving too late Arriving too late I've done a bit of smuggling my share of grass I made enough money to buy Miami but I pissed it away so fast never meant to last never meant to last Just a few friends Just a few This question is um, very straightforward, but um, we like to to see the the reaction to this, which is if you could take on if you could take off on any adventure today, and that means really anything. Imagine there is no constraint whatsoever. You have the time, you have the resources, you have uh, the the health and the availability. What would that adventure be? The first thing that comes to mind is being on a catamaran. I love sailing on, and I, I don't sail. I have the captain that we've been with several times. Um, we've done Greece and we've done Italy. And um, 
the Bridge of Virgin Islands, and I just it's just an amazing adventure. So I'll, I need to think about like where could that be and make it even maybe it's Thailand or something uh, could be really cool. So I miss the water. Summer. Being in Colorado, we don't have as much water, so that would be an adventure to get mm -hmm. to get out of the water. And right. why does does the water connect? Uh... I grew up as a swimmer, and I think I always have. I used to wear this like button and it said when I was like eight and it said instant, instant fish just said water. And uh, <laughs> I, that was kind of me. And I, so I've got into, you know, I keep swimming and I open water swim and, mm -hmm. but I don't have as much time to do that uh, in Colorado. Yeah, well, so we a little bit drier there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bart, we are, kind of approaching uh, the end of our conversation. We have just a couple of questions. Um, do you think we are missing something as humans? And yes or no? And if we are missing something, what, what do you think we are missing? I think it's a generalization, yet I think it's very true where if you think of a bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. That big part of the bell curve right in the middle that's 70%. That's 70% of the conversations we have in life are right in the middle. How's the weather? How's your job? How are your kids? Oh, we should catch up sometime. Those are cool shoes. I like your office. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. It's when you get to the 10% on each side of that bell curve, the positive and the negative. That's where you get to the feeling, the emotion. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm joyful. And then in the 5%, the tail, the bell curve, that's where you rarely go. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability, right? Might be trauma, deep, dark secret. Like you just don't share it with that many people. Maybe your spouse, maybe your loved one. And I think what we're missing is I think most people, they stay in that 70%. And, you know, I'll give you just a really quick example. So I, you know, I'm Bart. I live in Boulder, Colorado. I have two kids. 18 and 20. Life's pretty good. I, I like to hike. I, I run this company called Business Outside. I wrote, a, I wrote a book last year. What you'd really, if you really knew me, um, you'd know I'm almost an empty nester and it makes me sad. And my son's a senior in high school and I have flexibility in my schedule and I can be home when he gets home and he drops his bag and he's like, I'm out of here, dad. And he hangs out with his buddies and I feel alone in my own house sometimes, right? It makes me sad. And if you really, really knew me, you'd know I had a business in healthcare technology. We put health kiosks into places like Walmart that screen your blood pressure. And we scaled to 4,000 locations and we've raised 50 million in capital. And I was forced out of that company that I founded. And that was 10 years ago. And at the time I felt embarrassed and angry and, and sad. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I felt alone. You see the difference? Yep. 70, 10, five. And I think if we can encourage people just to get out of the 70%, just a little bit. And you know, when you're doing that, if you're getting to the feeling and the emotion, I'm sad, I'm, I'm excited, I'm joyful, whatever it is. So I think that is what's missing. And I think that's where if we can encourage more people to just step outside and it's scary. Yes. What happens is if you think about it, you know, a dot in a circle, 
everything in that circle, that's what you're comfortable with. And the food you like and your comfy bed, your friends, your job. But every time we step outside, it's a little uncomfortable, it's a little scary, your circle just gets bigger, right? And I used to share with my kids, it's my job as a parent to get your circle as big as we can make it. And they used to roll their eyes, you know, now they roll their eyes, they're like, oh yeah, dad, we're expanding our circle. But it's true. And if we can live by example and we can get out of our comfort zone, we can expand the circle. That's when we're going to be happier and healthier, more productive and have a growth mindset. Yeah. Thank you. Totally connect to that part. Thank you for, okay. for that. And thank you for actually uh, leaving the example. So um, no problem. that is really, really inspiring. So uh, maybe for my favorite question, uh, and uh, this is, uh, I'm really, uh, I have high expectations for your answer. So I'm just setting the, the bar okay. high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so imagine you have a time capsule where you can put whatever a message an object um, whatever you want inside and you're gonna shoot it out into space and it's gonna be picked up by something or someone or some entity either tomorrow or a million years from now um, what would you put inside that time capsule and send out into the universe Hmm. the thing that's coming to mind and i don't it's it's probably not the best answer but it's something that i feel is representative of me and representative of what i value and who i am as a person and could inspire other people and that's i've been using an app called one second every day that i found it's it was started by a guy in new york and um I take a one second video every day. And the second is the most memorable moment of that day. And there's something about the sound and the motion that it triggers, not just that memory, but everything else that happened that day. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it for six years. And at the end of every year, you have a six minute video. So now I have, you know, almost a 40 minute video and it's all the most memorable moments in the people in my life. So, you know, I've shared with my wife, if I, if I died early or something, I, I would want them to show that at my funeral because I want to inspire their people to, mm -hmm. to live life to the fullest. And I often will look back on that every few months and I'll, I'll look at my, my personal values and I'll say, am, am I aligned with that? Mm -hmm. Am I doing things that have, personal freedom and lifelong learning and family and love and health and adventure and curiosity are, are those aligned with my values so i think i would put that in that out in the world if nothing else just to inspire other people to to live a more intentional life thank you so much i think that's perfect it connects very much to leaving by example uh, and uh, really really inspiring for me great Absolutely. Bart, thank you so much for um, kind of walking and talking with us today, sharing uh, a little bit about your experience and your labor of love uh, with Business Outside. And we can only uh, wish what we wish for ourselves. Uh, long roads, 
and uh, gentle weather, whatever that is, <laughs> above our heads. Keep Walking With Me, it is a podcast inspired by the walking mentorship experience. Step by step, we walk together towards the best version of ourselves. For more information about our mentoring programs, visit our website, walkingmentorship.com.